Hello and welcome to another episode of The Remake Mistake, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at an original horror movie, as well as its remake, in order to answer two questions. First, does the remake stand up to the original? And second, should it have been remade at all? Or was this remake a mistake? Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms. And the autumn moon is bright. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. Alrighty, in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the 1958 The Blob and its 1988 remake. I am Eric, and with me, as always, is Mike. Hello. Hello, Mike. Hi. Had you seen either of the Blob movies? I th- well, I had thought I had seen the 88, but I'm, I don't believe I actually had. You didn't think you actually saw it? Unless I saw a different Blob movie. I don't know. This one, I, the one I thought I saw ended in a, I don't know, a, a school. Oh, this doesn't end in a school. No, and neither of these. Oh, and that one guy from using a lot of stuff. Huh. Uh, Halloween three is in it. So Brad Dourif. Yes. Got it. Yes. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDourif. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, great. I had never seen either one either. Um, I think because I had, I don't know what I thought. I thought the fifties one I thought was going to be painfully fifties, which it kind of is. Yeah, it's very. And then I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't know the 80s remake was going to be so good. I didn't know it was going to be so rad. Spoiler alert, sounds like somebody liked it. Well, we're wrapping up the podcast here, so we're going to look at our questions. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah, it was great, though. Um, Well, let's talk about them. We we just watched the the 1958 blob, Mm -hmm. uh, like minutes ago. Yeah, well, We finished it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched the Criterion Collection version. Yeah, very fancy. Which was very fancy. Well, I thought it was great. Who knows what the special features would have been. Oh, yeah. We didn't look at those. That's true. Hmm. Hmm. Probably real boring, <laughs> like the majority of this movie. Um, no, I didn't hate it. But anyway, okay, so it has a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, which for 58? a movie... 68%. The 1958 no, 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 yes. Thank you. Which for a movie in the fifties, uh, about a blob. Yeah, and I mean a B movie. You know, Rotten Tomatoes. Those scores for movies that are that old are never really accurate, anyway. Just because they don't have the, you know, there's not real time reviews coming in. It's just like oh, aggregated from seven reviews that yeah. people just randomly left. I don't even know how they do that. I don't like, either. do they have to pick? I don't like know. the New York Times from. 1958 or is it like new like these are newly submitted some of them are which is also not accurate because people's minds change right so i don't really lend too much credence to like rotten tomato scores on anything older than you know 10 years or so to the point where i don't care about any of them anymore yeah unless it's like oh this has zero this is bad right it's universally bad if anything's if it's ever kind of in the middle area there it's a it's a crapshoot as yeah. long as it's not, if it's 100%, it's probably going to be good. And if it's like less than 10, it's probably going to be shitty. I've seen some 100%s that I did not like. Well. But yeah, I get your point. Sure. So 68% on Rotten Tomatoes comes in under an hour and a half. So it's a very short movie. But honestly, watching it just now, it didn't necessarily feel like a very short movie. No. Kind of felt like. It could have been trimmed. Yeah. And I, I feel an like. an explanation of chess. Right. Or an explanation of some guy's car breaking down. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the sentiment that I have about that is almost an echo from the thing episode talking about, uh, you know, Howard Hawks thing from another world. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really add to the story right. or the mood. Even there's just a lot of unnecessary, uh, just like exposition. Yeah. I don't know. It really kind of bogs it down, but it does star the great late Steve McQueen. That's right. Which pulls this movie up. To a higher, you know, yeah. sets a higher bar for it for me. Yeah. It stars 52-year-old Steve McQueen <laughs> playing a high school student. Yes. Um, he's probably older than most of the adults in the movie. Yeah. His girlfriend is played by his daughter. <laughs> his granddaughter, Jane. Yes. Um, all right. So anyway, the plot of these two movies are very similar. The 88 version just has... A lot more embellishments and a lot more uh, excitement. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, a lot more excitement. Yeah, it's interesting if you look at them side by side because they're about the same runtime. Yeah. And the 80s movie accomplishes a lot more. But, like we were just saying, if you take out the scenes from the 50s movie that aren't adding anything to the story and replace those with things that do, yeah. you end up with the 80s movie. Because it's they're not even there for character development. The closest we think... The closest thing we get to character development is finding out one of the cops plays chess. <laughs> right, which is never. And that's not even like. That's again. like a, a minor character. I don't even know if we get his name. No. We probably do. It was just a boring name. He was just like Cop 3. Yeah, in Cop the, 3. In the office. Detective Lieutenant Cop 3. Yeah. Playing chess. Yeah. He doesn't even play no, chess. No, he, he just, just looks at it. He just has a chessboard <laughs> set up in his drawer because that's how you want, you know. You play chess, you put it in there, and you don't want to forget where the pieces are, and then you whip open the door and the pieces move. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about 1958 Blob. So it opens with Steve McQueen, who's playing a character named Steve. Yeah. So that's great. So Steve and his girlfriend, I guess, Jane. Jane. Jane girl. They're making out Jane. and uh, on some sort of, you know, lover's lookout. Or whatever yeah, the lovers look out. They do in the fifties. Yeah, and they see the blob land off in the distance. Well, they see a shooting star. Oh yeah. And they use it to mac on Jane. Spoiler alert: the shooting star is a blob. Yeah. Well, it's a a cocoon for the blob. Mm-hmm. Cocoon. So we get the town crazy. Uh, old dude goes out there and like. Is he though? In this mm-hmm. one, he doesn't seem like it. I mean, they. He's just, just a guy who lives out in you know. In a cabin. Yeah, but I mean, the 50s, like every single... There's parts in this movie where it's like 1 o'clock in the morning and everyone's just like walking around in full suits. They're, they're making this guy, like his hair is all disheveled. He looks like a maniac out in the woods. Yeah. He's like, in the 50s, that was like probably the perfect crazy dude. That's true. He still looked respectable. Better yeah. than some of the kids are dressing up. <laughs> well, Nowadays. yeah. In 2018, he looks like a... He's the fucking... Principal. Uh, yeah. All right, so he goes out there, he pokes at the cocoon, as Mike alluded to, and the blob comes out and gets on his hand. Yeah, because he plays with it. Yeah. It's real dumb. Does it hurt when the blob gets your hand? I mean, he freaks out, but that could just be because he doesn't like it. there's a blob on him, he can't get it off. Yeah. I don't know. he does huff and puff until he, you know, dies. Sure. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, in the 80s version, it's very safe to assume that it hurts because it, like, melts your flesh off That's true. the second it touches you. It doesn't yeah. seem to do that in this one. Becomes half a man. Half man, half blob. Yeah, that's right. All maggots. Yeah, mostly maggots at that point. Um, so Steve and Jane are leaving the lookout, and they are driving, and the guy runs out into the road. They don't hit him. Waving his arm. Yeah, they, but he kind of falls, and they... Decide to take him and his disgusting blob hand to the local doctor. So they do. And uh, man, does this doctor just not... Care? A very good doctor. No, he looks at it, <laughs> covers it with a blanket, goes about his business, yeah. and then repeats. <laughs> He's like, well, is it getting any better? Whoop, Whoop. nope. <laughs> no, that's, that's worse. That's, that's much pull worse. the blanket up higher. <laughs> Might have to amputate. Yeah. Better wait till it gets to his neck. Um... <laughs> So outside the doctor's office, Steve gets harassed by some local youths, and uh, but they're friends. Yeah, it's it's never super clear. They like to race each other. So they do a stupid backwards car race. Yeah. Um. That's just yeah, for nothing. They the the kids tell a very long story about how they oh they they were, you know, pulling a prank on a cop and they moved his car classic it is like nothing to do with anything they're bart simpson yeah eat my short um all of our shorts (laughs) he uh so then they're all buds i guess after the car race i don't know yeah i guess they so they go together all of them so there's three kids and then steve and jane and they go to remember that the doctor wanted him to look at the big hole yeah where the blob came from (laughs) so they go to look at the blob hole (laughs) and uh meanwhile the old man has been absorbed completely into the blob yeah we don't i mean one minute he it's just his hand the next minute he is the blob right he's become the blob yeah the blob has become him i am become blob um and it's grown substantially so it's it's safe to assume that it's eating people and growing yeah the nurse throws some acid on it 
And uh, then she gets blobbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she begs the doctor not to leave her. Right. He leaves her. <laughs> he leaves her to get a gun. To get a gun and so she can get blobbed. Right. And then he shoots at it a few times, of course. That doctor didn't like that nurse, so <laughs> and hold on, let me get it. Yeah, you just stay in there and keep yeah. an eye on it. Don't worry, blob. <laughs> I'm going to be gone for a second. Do what you need to do. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> um Steve and Jane get back to the doctor's office just in time to see the doctor being blobbed to death mm-hmm. through a window. Yep. Well, only Steve sees him blobbed to death because sure. they play a little bit like, is this really happening kind of thing? Yeah. But we see the blob many times, so we know what's happening. Right, because the whole rest of the movie is kind of like this, ooh, are the kids telling the truth vibe? Like, oh, the, none of the adults believe the kids. Jane's starting to doubt Steve. Steve's yeah. starting to doubt himself. Yeah, but I mean, we know the whole time that there's the that the blob. Yeah, it's eating many people. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. So, I don't know. That's in play. Yeah, it's an interesting like tone to take, especially when Steve McQueen is in his you know thirties prime. <laughs> yeah, when he's yeah middle age, he's, he's already an old man. Um, playing seventeen year old fifties Steve McQueen. Yeah, so we really there's like a huge chunk of time here where we, you don't even see the blob again. Yeah, that was the worst part. There's one shot where there's a mechanic, a nameless, pretty much faceless, I think, mechanic who's working under a car, gets blobbed. The blob rolls under the car. That's the thing about both of these movies. The blobs, the blobbings happen so quick. Yeah. It's just one, you see a lot more horrifying things. Yeah. But it's just the blob, once it gets a hold of you, except that old man for some reason, you're done within seconds. Sure. Yeah, and we don't see it get the guy under the car. You just see his legs shake. You just hear him scream after he tells a long story about wanting to get drunk. Right. So then we don't see the blob for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of stupid things happen. They're J- Jane and Steve's fathers come and get them at the police station and bring them home, and they sneak right back out again. Long, long, extended boring sequences here before they get back to the uh, the grocery store, right? They're, yeah, because they're looking for the old man's dog. Oh, yeah, the old man had a dog. A cute dog that you could tell was abused. <laughs> that dog what? was skittish of people. Oh, no. Yeah, what was that old man doing? Maybe the blob's a hero. Could he be. did leave the dog alone. Yeah. Probably set him free. You're free now. <laughs> no one will ever hurt you again. Local hero, the blob. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so... They they barric- Steve and Jane barricade themselves in this grocery store. Um, they go into the freezer. The blob tries to squeeze into the door, but which which was pretty good. Yeah, I mean the blob effects when it's not a matte painting are actually pretty good. Yeah, I would say up until the like final couple sequences, the blob effects are really good because yeah. it's a manageable size. It's when it gets to like oh, it's big enough that it's going to consume an entire building yeah. that the effects get a little. Cheesy. Although it is a little inconsistent, which I guess is fine because you know it's eating people. But sometimes it looks like it's made of strawberry jam, and sometimes it's very translucent. Oh yeah, within like the same setting. Yeah. You know, the same time frame of it didn't grow anymore since then. Right, right, right. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. It's an alien. It's a is monster. It? Oh, yeah. This one, I guess, is. This one We're never sure. told. Um, so the blob doesn't like the freezer. Doesn't like the cold. But they don't, they don't notice that yet. Wait a minute. Right. Exactly. No, that doesn't make sense. In both <laughs> of them. What? Well, I guess this one especially. Isn't space just nothing but cold? Wow. I guess we didn't know that in the 50s. That space was cold? Yeah. I don't know. Because if it's flying around in an asteroid, asteroid. Well, maybe that's why it was frozen until it landed on Earth. Or had nothing to eat. And then it thawed out. Where'd the blob come from? Is that what's in all asteroids? Yes, blob. So you're telling me the dinosaurs got blobbed? Yes, actually. That's a good theory. And they became the tar pits. The La Brea Tar Pits. Yeah. Wow, that's really just, they're just blobs. Too bad Stephen King, not Stephen King, Stephen Hawking's dead. <laughs> Stephen King, that's, it's not too bad he's dead. No. <laughs> it does kind of sound like a story that Stephen King would write though, doesn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, the, the blob feels like Stephen King. Yeah, but like, ooh, what if the La Brea Tar Pits were a, an alien? Yeah. An alien blob. Better get Stephen Hawking on the phone. Hmm. Hmm. R.I.P. Rest in space. Um, so 
Oh man, I don't know where we are here. They uh, uh the freezer. Oh yeah, so we're they, almost done with the movie. I know it's seriously almost over. They get out of the grocery store. They sound the alarm. There's like hundreds of you know local Pissed people gathered. People. Uh, Some in suits. Yeah, <laughs> some teenagers also in suits. Oh, we also missed that we went to the movie theater. Yeah. He went to the movie theater to get his friends. His friends slash enemies. Yeah. Just the three kids from earlier. Friends like those. I don't get it. Who needs enemies? Oh, all right. Um, so the, this massive crowd is gathered outside the grocery store. Steve and Jane are trying to warn everybody what's going on, but the police come and they send everybody away. Which the one big fat cop. You big know, fat cop? Big face fat cop. Hmm. Dave? Was his name Dave? I don't know. I thought it was Dave. Sure, that sounds right. We'll call him Dave. Uh, or was Dave the other one, the jerk one, who immediately believed everything? The, he sees the blob and he thinks it's kids. Oh. No, I don't think that was Dave. No, okay. I don't know. So they go back to the... Well, they don't go back to the theater, but we as viewers go back to the theater and you see the blob, uh, blob the projectionist. Yeah. How did he get blobbed? He was just sitting there and he saw it. Yeah, the blobs. You never see anybody besides that first guy's hand get blobbed. I mean, yeah, the projectionist. You see the blob kind of like leap at him, but yeah. it's it's not it's not really anything. Yeah, we don't see anyone get blobbed really. It's like kind of in a movie. Oh no, it did. It blobbed him. <laughs> the blob got on him. Got some blob Ooh, on the his projectionist. Face. Yeah, like cover. Yeah, that's yeah I, I couldn't remember. I thought it was just like. From the view of him oh, seeing no. the blob just leap at the camera. No, it looks like one of those like movies where a dude's fighting uh, like an alligator, but you can tell it's just like a, like yeah. a puppet big, or something. Big stuffed you know? puppet. Yeah, the guy was just like, ah, with, yeah. the, with the blob. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like he actually got covered in nasty shit. Well, sure, he probably did. Twas the 50s. Twas the 50s. Um, so the blob then, after getting the projectionist, just like pours out of the projection booth into the rest <laughs> of the theater. I like that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, then there's that iconic shot of like everybody just pouring out of the theater, running and screaming and yeah, it was cool. Well, the blobs blobbing. Yeah. I think there was a Bela Lugosi movie playing at the theater. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, so Steve and Jane, while everyone is pouring out of this theater, freaking out, they hide in a diner kind of across the street, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Did they go there because her little brother went in there? Yeah, they were chasing Jane's brother, and then... Who's, they, like, a toddler. Yeah. And maybe not a toddler. He's too old to have footy pajamas and a... And a cap gun? Yeah, and a... Well, no, not the cap gun, but but a monster teddy bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they chased him in there, and then we're like, oh, shit, well, it's too late to get out now, so we better stay Better here. leave that kid. Yeah. So the blob then blobs the entire diner. Yeah. Just like, consumes it, covers yeah. it. And Blink, yeah. Blankets it. Yeah, and their grand plan is that they're going to shoot a power line onto the diner that will then, like, torch the blob with a million volts. Too bad that they didn't account for cartoons. Yeah, it's the worst effect in the movie. Yeah. Everything from the moment he fires the gun <laughs> until they realize it didn't work is one bad effect. Even the gun firing in there, it's like, pew! <laughs> yeah, and then you see a cartoon transformer <laughs> Yeah. fall. Not the Transformers. But the cartoon transformer fall onto the cartoon blob. Yeah. And then somehow there's a fire on the inside. But it looks like one of those like Christmas decorations where it's like a little town. And then you just flick a little switch and the light flickers inside of it. Oh, sure. That's what it looked like. Yeah. We yeah. didn't even know it was on fire until, no. like, like I said, <laughs> until the apathetic fireman said, fire, it's yeah. on fire. That was also one of the worst parts of the movie. The firemen and the police chief are like standing there mm. and they're like talking about how on fire the building is. We don't even see it. No, they won't show it because there's no effect. No. And how like, we make fire. No, they're not even like shining lights on their faces or anything. Yeah, every uh, every background is black. Yeah. Like pitch black. Right. Like when they're driving. Not it's even just like a they don't black. even put a tree next to them. It's just black. <laughs> Low budget, right? I mean, shit. I mean, I appreciate that. I like that. Yeah. For this. Sure. Um, so after that didn't work, we cut to Steve and Jane in the basement. Accepting their doom. Right, because there's, there's smoke down there. It's burning up. And uh, Steve then finds out, after trying to use the fire extinguisher to put the fire out, well, first the blob they, doesn't like the cold. They tell the little boy to go to sleep. And that's a horrible that moment. <laughs> you know, everything, just go to sleep. Everything's going to be fine. And then they smother that him with a pillow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
little bit of the uh, spoiler alert. Mm. The mist. Oh, yeah, the mist. R.I.P. Um, so after he finds out it doesn't like the cold, the town, you know, comes together. They gather all the fire extinguishers they have. Which the fire department has significantly less than the high school. Yeah, the fire department had like two fire extinguishers. Yeah, that's it. they said two, and the school had 20. Yeah. It's not that big of a school. <laughs> I mean, I guess you'd want them, but come on, fire department, get it together. Yeah. Well, the fire, the guy, the fireman fire is chief. horrible. Yeah. I mean, he's completely useless throughout the yeah, entire he, film. He, like I said, he didn't want to be a fireman. Yeah. He was trying it out, and then this happened. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah. not for me. <laughs> um, Too much. I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Good luck. So they finally freeze the thing with all the fire extinguishers, and then the last shot of the movie is... It, Another bad cartoon. Yeah, is the blob being airdropped into the Arctic. And it says, the end question mark and then it turns into the thing right so if you if you start the thing right when the blob ends it won't make any sense at all no you know, it would have been a terrible decision yeah, well at least you got to watch the thing though well right yeah you watch the uh, the worst blob and then the best thing well you can watch the thing from another world Ugh. another planet bah. another time stop all right well, shit, man. I mean, I enjoyed it. I feel like it's going to come across as I really didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. No, it it absolutely comes across as you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Let me set this straight then. I liked it. Good. I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really good 1958 movie. Honestly, yeah. Of all the B movies, that's one of the best, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, Plus Steve McQueen acting. Well, is... Well, sure, he's good, and like the effects for the most part up until the few things we talked about at the very end, mm -hmm. we're good yeah. for 1958. Pretty passable. Right. Um, in terms of, like, you know, big monster movies from the 50s. Like, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. It was entertaining. There were a lot of these movies by this point. Sure. Yeah. All that, like, you know, low-budget science fiction. Giant grasshoppers and... Exactly. Yeah. So this was good. I thought it was well done. But then the problem is... Criterion. That the 1988 blob exists. And just, well, again, we did the thing where we watched the original second. I know. Maybe we should stop doing that. Yeah, you're the one who likes doing that. I know, because they're almost, this is going to be so much better. Yeah, well, <laughs> not always. No, I know. Well, and sometimes we watch the originals first, too. Yeah. I like to watch the one that's going to be better first. So I try to make a guess on which one's going to be better. I usually like watching the original first. I guess we did a lot more early on with originals. Yeah. Being from the 80s. So right. those are going to be better than the... The early 2000s ones. Oh, don't. Almost it's been nice taking this garbage. break from those. Yeah. Doing a couple where the remake is in the 80s. Although of the, the last one we did was The Eye. Anyways. The Eye. All right. The Blob, 1988. 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. Almost the same. 95 minutes. Almost, almost the, the same. same. Plot. Almost the same. <laughs> well, this one was directed. We didn't talk about the crew on the other one, mostly because it's not very noteworthy. But this one was directed by Chuck Russell, who directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, mm -hmm. which is great. The best sequel. Yeah, it's well, a good one. New Nightmare is yeah. good. That's a weird sequel, though. Yeah. He also directed The Mask and The Scorpion King. Which... The Mask meaning the Jim Carrey mask? I'm assuming. <laughs> it just said The Mask. That's weird. Um, it was written by the also Scorpion by Scorpion King, the yeah. Jim Carrey Scorpion King. What? It was also written by Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont, who directed The, the Mist, Mask. The Green Mile, and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, some great movies. I know. All of those are great. That's what movies. I'm saying. So that I mean, that's legit. Yeah. Um, starring Kevin Dillon. Yep. As Ethan Hawke. As a as a chud. As Ethan Hawke <laughs> in an accident. And uh, no, he's not chuddy here. He becomes chuddy in life. Well, he's just pre-chud. Yeah, he still has a dumb look on his face though. Oh, movie. he's so ugly; it's hard to watch. <laughs> but I liked him in this. He's yeah, he's he was got fun. he's charismatic. Yeah, there's something about he's got the it factor. Oh, stop! And it also is starring Shawnee Smith, who is uh, what's her face from all the Saw movies, from several of the Saw oh, movies. Oh yeah, what's her name in those movies? Do I don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue. She played. She starts in the second one. And then she's spoiler. Yeah, Amanda, alert. is it Amanda? I have no idea. Shit. Well, tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought it was Amanda. Oh, I'm sure you're wrong. <sighs> All right, so this one, like Mike uh, said, 
very, very similar plot. Mm-hmm. They just add a little bit more to it. And what they really do is... Well, they take away the 1950s sci-fi element, more or yeah. less. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really just fantastic practical effects the entire time. The focus in this one is more on the blob actually killing people, where the focus in the original is more on, um, you know, these kids getting the, the big bad adults to believe them. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Well, it's the 50s, I guess. It's When we couldn't trust children, <laughs> yeah. even if they were 40. running their own business. <laughs> yeah, even if they had grandkids of their own. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so this one opens, 1988 opens at a high school football game. And we're introduced to our uh, Stephen Jane. Well, not really. We're introduced to two characters: Paul, who's a jock, and Meg is a cheerleader. And that sets the kind of dynamic for the Meg, film. Whose name in the Saw movies is Amanda? Hey, I got it, man. Shit, I'm so good. Not really. All right. We also we also meet a third character. He's the motorcycle bad boy named Brian, and that's who uh, Kevin Dillon plays. Mm. So we got Paul, Meg, Brian. You Kevin got those, Dillon Mike? has... Mike, give me those names back. Paul, Meg, Brian. Shit, that was great. All right, yeah. cool. Nice job. Thank you. Can I leave now? <laughs> yeah, I'll do the rest of this. Okay, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God, that's a bad bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that, that was a bad bit. All right, so... Maybe I should have left for real. Yeah. Brian, our bad boy, is got his motorcycle and he's gonna jump over this bridge. Yeah, he hates that bridge. Yeah, but he just eats shit. Yeah, so bad, and I mean, he doesn't it's make like, it. There's got to be another way around that bridge. Hell, he'd be bet. It's such a short distance. He could throw his bike over that bridge. <laughs> he just whips it over there. Yeah. So he eats shit and he goes to the mechanic to fix it. I guess. Which he sometimes also picks up hours. Oh, yeah. He works there, I guess. Yeah. That really doesn't come into play in this Well, it comes either. into play in that we've the snow machine. Oh, yeah. All right. So then that, that was kind of the preamble, and then it, it picks up similarly to where the original yeah. picked up. So we see the blob shoot down. Which? Town Crazy, again, goes to investigate. Better Town Crazy. Yeah. Gets the blob stuck to his hand. Very similar. Um, except in this one, the second it gets on his hand, it's it, like you can tell it's immediately like yeah, it's a much different looking plop too. Yeah. This one's translucent. Yeah, space blob. Yeah, this one also doesn't like the the blob in the original is very spherical and it just kind of like rolls around. This yeah. one is just kind of everywhere, like yeah. how you would imagine There's a no blob shape would to be. It yeah, as much amorphous, just grossness. Yeah, I know what a blob is. Thank you. <sighs> All right. Um, so, the uh, Brian is in the pitch black in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. working on his bike. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't bring his bike there. I don't know either. Like, I, I he had it at the mechanic, didn't he? No, he oh. went there to get the ratchet set. Oh, and he just left it in the woods. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, he's in the woods in the pitch black, and dude runs up. Uh, with a thing on his hand, and he like yeah. is trying to cut off his own hand. Yeah. So immediately his stakes are much higher. Yeah. He's not just like running into the road. Yeah. This one started out slower, but immediately picked up and surpassed the original. Yeah. In pace. Yeah. So he's because it really doesn't slow down from here. No. I mean, there's no big lulls. Not like the original where it's like, oof. Yeah. Let's you get a little bit of Steve action. McQueen look up at the black stars. Yeah. Jesus. Um. So he's trying frantically to chop his hand off and uh, runs out in the street and gets hit by Paul and Meg's car. So now all four of them, Paul, Meg, Brian, and the crazy guy, decide to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much right when they get there, Brian bails and the uh, old man is blobbed to death. Pretty gruesomely Yeah, like half of his body's left. Yeah, it's like, what do they like, pull the sheet off of yeah, him? Yeah, because they cover him. And you just see something, like, underneath the sheet moving. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's no good way to describe (laughs) it. No, it's... Just like a water bed underneath him. But it's just the blob eating him. Right. Horrifying when they pull the sheet back. It's the first, like, effect in the movie where I was like, oh, man, I'm going to like this movie. Yeah, well, I when I... I was jumping around it before we watched it to make sure it was good. Yeah. And then... You saw that? I just thought, Eric's going to... No, no, I saw later in the car oh, okay. with the girl. Yeah. And I thought, Eric's going to love this movie. Yeah, I sure do like it. 
I really love those <laughs> effects. That. Yeah, they're they're really horrifying. I know. It's like, some good stuff. They're hard to watch. Yeah. Of all the horror movies, this one might be the one with the hardest effects to watch. Like, you know, practical effects. Not, none of that, like, saw stuff. Where... Sure. Sure. Um, so after the old man is blobbed to death, you mm -hmm. know, everyone's kind of freaking out. And Paul and Meg are there. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, and the blob falls from the ceiling, and this blob can climb walls. Wow, that's true. And it melts Paul. I don't even know if it melts him. It just it just disintegrates him. Yeah, it absorbs him Man, to death. That scene. Yeah, it, it's a very iconic shot of him like reaching out, and the blob is like yeah, it's, pulling it's him back. It's a familiar shot. Yeah. Yeah. You hate when I use the word iconic you, to you describe. You use it a little bit. <laughs> I feel like every movie is gets one shot that can be considered iconic for that movie. No. Hmm. Well, you win some, you lose some. You are losing. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now we do a cutaway to some young lovers in a car. Really, guys kind of... Oh, yeah, we know this guy. We've met him before. Trying to earlier. get that girl drunk. Yeah, because we saw... He, he was friends with Paul. Hmm. And they went to the grocery store, pharmacist or whatever. Paul was waiting and the guy went to buy condoms. And the guy, the pharmacist, was all huffed and puffed about it. About him buying condoms? Yep. Turns out that, and then he blamed it. He said, oh, they're not for me. They're for Paul. Because the, uh, the priest came. We haven't introduced the priest yet. There's a priest? Yeah. Hmm. He's important. Oh. But yeah, he comes in because he's a normal guy here. He just talks to him and he sees he's buying condoms and then the the teenager's like, oh, they're for that guy. That's that's for Paul. Hmm. And then it turns out that Paul is goes to pick up his date, and her father is the pharmacist. Wow, so. that's just good writing. Yeah, it all comes together. Yeah, it all but the important around. part about that scene is we've seen we were introduced to this character, and also the uh, the priest. Ah, yes, the priest. Well, don't get attached to this poor kid. Yeah. He. Uh, they're they're doing it in the car, and the blob, you know, shimmies in to the door there, and well, when he goes around to his bar in the trunk, yeah. that was that part felt so dated. That's an interesting thing about this movie is that it's an '80s movie, and it takes place in the '80s, and it, and it has that, but also it's like they're trying to emulate the '50s vibe in yeah. an '80s movie. Yeah, you've got the Letterman jackets right. and cheerleaders and yeah, all the pharmacists and priests. You know, the '50s. <laughs> yeah, all the things you, you you expect from the '50s. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, just motorcycles. Like, yeah, motorcycles, that like hot rod kind of mentality. Yeah, it feels very '50s. It, it, but it felt. And like... mentioned the communists, even though the wall had come down by now. Yeah, or was coming down. <clears throat> it felt like like an homage to the Whole '50s lot. movie. Instead of like it didn't it didn't feel weird like it didn't take me out of the movie at all. No, it wasn't. It did, they didn't hit us over the head with it. Right. It was just just subtle enough that it was like, oh well, they're you know calling back to when this was a thing. Yeah. But anyway, the blob ex just destroys this girl from the inside, turns her into mush, yeah. right in the car. Yeah, blobby mush. Yeah, we yeah, it's just pretty gruesome. Loads into herself. Yeah, and then it gets the guy How too. How do you get into her? Mm, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Always the butt. <laughs> you gotta watch out for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that Paul's dead, Meg and Brian join forces, and then that's that's our Steve and yeah. Jane from the first movie. Yeah, to watch each other's butts. Right. So exactly. So the blob doesn't enter. <laughs> you gotta stand butt to butt so yeah. the blob can. Yep. <laughs> you don't want butt blob. All right. So they're at a restaurant, and uh, this is one of the. One of my favorite bits in the uh, movie. The, Ooh, yeah. The sink in the kitchen of the restaurant is clogged. And so this poor... Well, it's it's blobbed. It's blobbed. This poor, unwitting uh, dishwasher or mm -hmm. server or something. I think it's the chef. Chef. <laughs> tries to unplug it by sticking his hand down there. Yeah, it's a huge drain. I've never seen a drain where you could actually stick your hand down the <laughs> pipe. <laughs> oh, boy, does he get it in there. Oh, yeah. And then the blob proceeds to... Uh, blob him. Yeah, boy, does it drag him into that drain. Yeah. Sucks him Head in. Head first. Yeah. It, and it's kind of like, it's gross because, you know, the human body is bigger than this drain. So it's like uh, disintegrating his body as it pulls him in so that he yeah. can fit into this drain. Yeah. Really gruesome. Yeah. Loved it. Um, 
they freak out, Brian and Meg. They hide in the freezer, and then they find out the blob doesn't like the cold. But they actually put it together here, right? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, shit, it doesn't like the cold. Yeah, because it leaves behind crystals. Oh, you're right. Because in the original, it doesn't like the cold, and they're hiding in the freezer, but they don't put that together yet. It just yeah. goes away, and they're like, oh, good, it's gone. Yeah, it leaves the crystals. And meanwhile, the waitress jumped out the window, went to make a phone call. Yeah. So she's in the phone booth. Yeah, this I like this scene a lot. Yeah. Where we see the blob encasing the phone booth and it crushes in on her. Yeah. That was a that was a well made shot. Yeah. It's really like that gross actress too. had to have gotten hurt. <laughs> because the whole thing the glass and everything and the blob closes in on her and we see it yeah. from like a a, a top down shot. Yeah. Don't you see kind of like her bones melting apart when it gets there too? Oh, that's the other thing. She kind of has a weird dating flirtatious thing with the okay. sheriff. Yeah. And who we think is going to like that this movie plays with us because we think, "Oh, these this character is going to be important." And then dead. We don't even see him die. No. We just see his body like float into the blob <laughs> against the glass yeah. phone booth. Kind of horrifying. Yeah. Um so then this is where you mentioned the priest finds the yeah, where they were the in the freezer, again. yeah, and he picks up the little crystals of the yes, blob. Which is important. Yeah. It's an interesting thing that they added. Like, that whole subplot is added to this movie. Yeah. Interesting. Well, both the movies feel like they were setting it up for a sequel. Yeah. Son of Blob. Son of Blob, yeah. That's nice. Thank you. Um, I'm going to write it. Brian, I'm not going to write it. Brian and Meg venture back into the woods and come across uh, a bio team who immediately give that, like, oh, they say they're good guys, but they're not good guys vibe. It's a very E.T. feeling. Yes. Yeah, for like sure. beginning of E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, if up. you can, if a movie can feel a little bit like Spielberg, then, you know, more power to him. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. Unless you're J.J. Abrams, who uses it a little too much. Yeah. But that's besides the point. I mean, I feel like Frank Darabont has that sort of Spielberg vibe. If you think about those three Stephen King adaptations of... Um, Green Mile, Shawshank. Shawshank, I feel like, could be a fucking mm. Spielberg movie. I could see that. Yeah, it yeah has he definitely that has that light feeling. Yeah. Nothing's too dark. Right. It's like heavy stuff, but it doesn't feel that way when you're watching it sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Unless, I mean, yeah. Schindler's <laughs> List was pretty dark. Well, yeah. I feel like I've brought up Schindler's List quite a lot lately, but continue. What do you got to think about Schindler's List for? It just keeps creeping into conversation. Oh. Blobbing into conversation. Wow. Um, so this is where the big movie theater sequence is comes in. So they're you know they're trying to replicate the iconic movie theater sequence from the first movie. Thank you. Uh, the projectionist sticks his head into an air vent, similar to the air vent death in the first movie, but you know he gets he gets blobbed straight into the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> And then the, the no blob the, about it. The great movie theater blobbing begins. Yeah, but the, I liked the other blob movie scene better because yeah, go ahead. The strobe light. Strobe light is a, is a killer in this movie. It's, we were watching it in, in a darkened room yeah. on a big screen, and it, I like I had to turn away. Yeah, the strobe I don't remember light much so about powerful. it. I do remember waking up and looking at the ceiling, but. <laughs> I don't know how I got that I on lost the floor. a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I was putting this chair and now, now I'm talking. Yeah, it was it was brutal though. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're getting flashes of cool things happening, people scrambling, blobs things. Blobs but, blobbing. Blobs blobbing. But um, yeah, it was hard to watch. It was just not fun to, to no, sit it, there. No, it could have been done better, less harsh. Yeah. Because you don't ever want your audience to be looking away from the screen because you have a headache. Because <laughs> you physically hurt your eyes to yeah. watch. Um, Again, Schindler's List. Yeah. So Meg and Brian make it down into the sewer. Oh, yeah. And they have a kid with them now. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. two kids. Yeah, oh, yeah. The little one's kids. her brother and one's an, a piece of shit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's all I have to say on the matter. Yeah. That kid's a piece of shit. Um, they find out down there that the bio team is actually evil and they want to use the blob as a weapon. And the blob is man-made? We don't know. 
they well, they like we don't they know. tease at at the at the history of the blob the history of the blob the blobonomics <laughs> i have in my notes here blob is man made question mark blob is man so i don't know we made the blob in our image yeah but you know they chase the they start chasing brian and and you know what he he makes that motorcycle jump from the beginning of the movie hot dog that's some good writing yeah. bring it bring it back around it wasn't much no um blob ends up getting one of the little kids the, the piece of shit yeah and the cheerleader yeah, that part's horrible too he oh gets, yeah yeah because he comes back up yeah from underneath the sewer water oh, and he's yeah. just all like he's just mush he looked a little bit like chucky at the end of child's play and he's all melted and shit yeah yeah Oof. Ooh. um meg is like dangling above the blob and then the bio team shows up um they trap them in the sewer with the blob and mm-hmm. blow. They like throw a bomb down there. Yeah, like or to smoke. blow the cover off or something. I don't know. Anyway, the <laughs> well, what's important here? The takeaway is that the blob <laughs> is in the sewer, and there's like a you know like a SWAT team on They're the trying street. to contain him. Yeah, and contain the blob because it's gone out of hand. Yeah, it you know comes out of the ground. It explodes out of the ground. Eating people left and right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was a good sequence. Yeah. Um, it's what you'd expect the blob to do rather than just like lay itself over a diner and, uh, and wait wait to be Take fire extinguished to death. Yeah. Like this one is actually fighting, which yeah. is interesting. Um, so they, they do the fire extinguisher thing to keep it at bay and then... I, you know, the thing about the snow snow making truck, they mentioned it yeah. earlier in the mechanic shop, but like... Well, then Dylan... Dylan. That, oh, yeah, Dylan. Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Dylan is, is his last name in real life, That's right? what I thought. Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he runs and gets it because yeah. he remembered it. But what is it? It's like a snow making truck? Like, a snow making machine. Like they'd they use in the mountains? Like it's, we didn't... We should have surmised that it would have come into effect or into play later, but we didn't think anything about it, so we didn't really listen to the dialogue. Yeah, I don't know what they said about it. I'm sure there was a reason for it. But he crashes the truck into the blob, and then Meg puts a bomb on the truck. Well, first she trips and gets stuck to it. Like she turns Like an and, idiot, yeah. yeah. Gets wow. her foot stuck in the truck. Yeah. But it blows up, and it blows up the, whatever, the cooling agent that's within the Freon, maybe. I don't know. And it freezes the blob. To death. To death. But, little little post scene there, the the priest, who's now burned for some reason, how did he get burned? I think it, he got burned in the explosion. Oh. Well, he's burned. And now he's a crazy tent preacher out in the country, and uh, he we find out that he's been keeping a glass jar of blob crystals. Yeah, like he's a fire and brimstone kind of preacher. Yeah, and he kind of hints at the fact that About he's going to start the rapture by come, yeah, yeah. unleashing these blob crystals. Which, I would have liked to have seen another blob movie. As well made as this one. Yeah. Yeah, like a sequel to this about the preacher unleashing the blob? Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a setup to a sequel. Yeah. I'd watch that for sure. Get Darabont on the phone. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, boop. no. You're doing a lot of sound effect bits today. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an old-timey radio program. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. You want me to jump in some impressions? No, no. Not now. <laughs> Save it for the after show. Um, so that's it. Those are the blobs. They're mm-hmm. both great. Um, the 88 version was... Better. Way better. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's like comparing the thing... To, to the, the thing. thing from another another blob. <laughs> the blob from another world. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the, the original did what it needed to do at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the sequel, the sequel, the remake was the perfect remake. I think we ended the thing one talking about how like this is an ideal remake in that it kept, you know, the things that were important to the original, but then made everything else so much better. Yeah. And I feel the exact same way about this. Yeah. It kept a lot of the plot points. It kept a lot of the character, you know, development. But this, it, it added so much more. Yeah. The 1990, 1990, 1988 version feels a little more dated than the 80s, the thing. But yeah, especially his hair. 
Well, sure. We haven't mentioned that, have we? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead. It was terrible. You want to describe it? It was, well, it, it was very similar to John Stamos's hair. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of, what was that show he was on? Mm. Welcome back, Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Full House. <laughs> yeah, Full House. Yeah, it's just real feathery and. Yeah. Way too long. <laughs> yeah. Like big. curled. <laughs> yeah. What was. Like, there was no way anyone could have thought that looked good. Yeah. It is kind of amazing when you think about um, different movies made in the same time period of the same year and ones that were able to escape that, like, super dated hair and clothing and style and then ones that like escaped it like the thing mm-hmm. doesn't feel dated oh i mean kurt russell had long hair in that and that was a little yeah but i mean it's not like you i could see him with that kind of hair now it wasn't like he a, has that kind of hair well now. sure it wasn't like a mullet or something you know yeah. like something that's like how what's you know how brian's hair was just painfully dated yeah, he looked like he smelled like hair gel yeah you have anything else to say about it? I'm just happy birthday, Blobs. Oh, yeah, shit, that's important. So this is the 60th anniversary of the original Blob mm-hmm. and the 30th anniversary year of that the remake. That makes Steve McQueen would have turned 112? Mm-hmm. I think so. But that's crazy that they came out 30 years apart, 50 years apart, 100 I years apart. I don't think that's strange. It was probably, you know. Planned. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to get another Blob movie? Well, we got to wait another... Oh, my God. We should have one now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I this don't doesn't think... seem like a movie that would come back. No. I don't think we'll ever get another one. No. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised there was one in the 80s. Just Well, the 80s. People love the 50s. That's true. And now people love the 80s. Mm-hmm. Or the 90s, I guess. It's kind of in right now. No, I'd say the 80s, too. Look at Stranger Things. Yeah, that's fucking true. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, the concept of the blob in general is very dated. Because, like we said, it's very, like, you know, um, Cold War, Scare, yeah. Science Fiction. Like the, I mean, the it's classic not as heavy-handed as, uh, oh, my God, what's that movie called? Mm. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're saying, like, oh, the commies sent over this weaponized bio they kind chemical. of alluded to that in the 80s one hmm. that it was the the russians which made us question when the wall fell oh yeah the yeah. berlin wall thanks for clarifying well you know <laughs> there are a lot of walls that fall over sure but there's only one that's significant mm-hmm. i the guess berlin if the, the great wall of china fell that'd be that'd be impressive yeah Something to think about. <laughs> I'll think about it. Thank Please you. Please do. Um, all right. Well, do you want to look at the questions? Yeah, let's look at the questions. All right. Does the remake stand up to the original? I feel like we've kind of answered all these questions. Yeah, already. definitely. It's, it's it, it surpasses it. Yeah, I think it absolutely surpasses it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make the original look bad, though. That's no, what's it interesting. elevates it. That's what it should be doing. Right. It doesn't like you're not. You don't finish the '80s one and be like, oh man. I could never watch the 50s one again after that. Yeah. It's like a nice companion. It is a nice companion, yeah. I think that's that's a a product of them changing just enough, Mm -hmm. but keeping things... Because they have the tools now to do it better. Right. All right. Well, that was easy. Second question, should it have been remade at all? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that most of those 50s... Yeah, this is kind Sci-fi of this, this what we said at yeah. the end of the thing. I still stand by that. They should be remade. Yeah. Do you think All it, of them. Do you think it deserves another remake, though? Do you think, think it deserves a 2018 no. remake? I think it got its proper remake. Yeah. That's really the only time I feel like you should do a remake is when you know that you can do it better. Yeah. And that's the reason why I don't care for, like we talked about in the last episode, the eye... There was no need for that. There's no need because the technology is the exact same. Everything's the exact same. The only thing you're doing is changing the language. Whereas like this one, like, man, they had the potential to do so much and they did. Mm-hmm. But it's like if they made if they remade it in 2018, would they be able to beat those effects? No. They'd probably they just CGI, CGI them. It would be yeah. just awful. It would be way over the top because they would have, you know, unfettered access to do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. 
that's one thing. One of the things I respect about practical effects too is that it kind of reigns in the idea mm-hmm. because you have this grand idea and you have to say, okay, well, what can I do? What can I actually do? Yeah. And then that like helps you think about like kind of get you to a good place. So you're not just like, I want, you know, I want the whole fucking town to explode into a blob. It's like, well, that's kind of stupid. Or is it? Well, the blob three. What happened to the blob two? We're just skipping it. <laughs> Son of Blob takes place on the blob's home planet. So oh. that one's out, obviously. Blob he has three. To find, yeah, it's about him finding his dad, the blob. Right. And then blo- it ends with the, the Son of Blob finding out that Papa Blob died on Earth. Right, so, so he Blob goes 3 to comes. Earth. Oh my God, it's writing itself. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. And then he explodes the blob whole Earth. Blob 3, Blob's Revenge. Yeah, the, the Earth just turns into the Blob. Yeah. And then he floats Find through another space. Blobs. Frozen. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have anything else to say about either Blob, Mike? Or which one? The first, second, third? Oh. No. Okay. No. no, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. Me too. Shit. Those are good. They're good movies, though. I would highly recommend watching them. Especially the 80s. Yeah. If you're into... That one should have a Criterion collection. Yeah. If you're into, you know, good practical effects and monster alien sci-fi movies. It's very different, too. Yeah. Different tone. It's different from slashers and other things, so that's yeah, nice. Yeah. The 80s one is almost hard to place in that it doesn't fit into any... No. Category really well. I mean, it's well. a sci-fi movie, technically. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, science fiction movies in the 80s didn't really carry that sort of like weight that science fiction movies in the 50s did. Yeah, you know? it was different. I mean, look at Alien. That changed everything. Right. I mean, the thing is kind of like, it's, I don't science know what you really yeah. call that either. It's just That's science horror. fiction. Yeah. yeah. Just just a good science horror Science fiction movie. horror. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Check it out. Uh if you liked this, check out uh, the rest of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, give us a rating, subscribe, you know, let us know how we're doing. Um, check out our other podcast, uh, sister podcast on Wolfbane Blooms, Another Night at Camp Blood. And uh, just check out the site in general. We've got some uh, cool giveaways going on. We just did a fantastic interview with uh, the cinematographer of The Ritual um, which is really cool if you haven't seen that movie on Netflix yet. Yeah, check that out first. Yeah, and then you're right. Then watch the blob. We <laughs> can say then right I know. there. I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> then watch the blob. Good companion pieces. Right, perfect companion piece. Anyway, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time.